Hello and welcome to Relationship Rewind on WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, a show where we rewind relationships in popular media and break down behaviors that are often considered normal, but are actually based in power, control, and abuse. I'm your host, Carrie Clark, she, her pronouns, the youth educator and advocate at Next Step Domestic Violence Project. Often young people are expected to just know how to be in relationships in healthy and equal ways, but no one is born knowing that information. We learn through the examples of relationships given to us, and one place we see these examples is in the media we watch. That's why this show uses media like movies and TV shows as tools to recognize and start conversations about harmful and unhealthy behaviors in the relationships portrayed. This is not to pass judgment on the media that we are discussing. Our goal is to invite young people in Maine to give their perspective and voice their thoughts, opinions, and experiences around what they've seen in media and how it has impacted them or the people they know. Every month, our guest speaker chooses a piece of media where they've noticed some of these behaviors being normalized, and we discuss their thoughts and experiences and how this has impacted them. There are sensitive materials in and spoilers of the media we discuss. Our guest this month is Emily Young, she, her pronouns, a local musician and self-proclaimed Swifty. Our conversation centers around behaviors in and impacts of the short film All Too Well, written by Taylor Swift, which is set to her song of the same title. For a little background, this film follows the characters her and him as their relationship blossoms, cycles, and ultimately ends. If you would like to reach out to us for support or more information, please call Next Steps 24-7 and free helpline at 1-800-315-5579. If you'd like to reach out for support but you're not sure who to call, you can call 211 to find which resource may be helpful for you and to be connected with them. I'd like to now introduce Emily for a discussion about the film All Too Well. You were on the podcast before, and usually we ask our guests, like, what was the impact on you growing up and watching media and stuff like that? So you've already answered that question, but I am curious, has being on the show changed how you view media at all? I've definitely felt like I've thought a little bit more about not just taking things at face value, but thinking, like, how realistic is this? Because I'm 24, so I might be watching something, and I'm like, oh, whatever. But then I'll, especially, like, in the salon where I work, I'll hear, like, 16-year-olds talking about the same show and thinking like ah right thinking more about how like stuff that's represented affects different ages i've thought about that a lot more yeah it depends on the age that you're currently in and then also of course your life experiences i've noticed having conversations with people after like they've rewatched something they'll be like oh my gosh i you know i love this movie and i've watched it so many times and now that we're having this conversation about it they're seeing it in kind of a whole new light if you aren't thinking about it in in this way then those things kind of go unnoticed and that's when we see like romanticized behavior and the normalized behaviors that really aren't super great. It reminds me, when I was in hair school, they teach you how to, like, see when someone's wearing the wig or not. And then after, we would watch certain things. And now in every movie I watch, I'm like, is her hair a wig? And I feel like it's the same effect, but different. I'm like, is that her hair a wig? And also, is that guy being kind of mean to her? Because there's a vibe. I love that analogy, too. Like, until you are kind of trained to see it a certain way, or you're kind of having conversations about specific things that are happening, you really don't notice it in that way. And I think that that's really important. 
because we are talking about how some of these behaviors are normalized in the media and how it can impact people who don't have that experience to know that those things aren't necessarily great or things that we want to have happening. But when you start talking about it and normalizing conversations about it, it really does open somebody's eyes to what's actually happening. I feel like any, especially like woman has experienced, you might tell a story regarding like an not so great relationship or experience. And then all four of your other girlfriends are like, yeah, that's me too. Me too. That's happened to me. And you're like, oh my God, it's nice to feel supported, but you forget until you kind of start that conversation. You don't realize how common and normalized it is even in real life. I think that's a really good point. So we're talking about Taylor Swift's short film, All Too Well, which of course is also a song. And I know that I had a very visceral reaction to watching this. And I'm so glad that you suggested this. Can you tell me a little bit about why specifically you wanted to discuss this short film? I had the same reaction. I remember vividly when she re-released the album, waking up at like 1am and like playing it quietly because I needed to like hear the song because I'd always loved the song so much. And then I remember when the short film dropped, I remember watching it and I remember being just like silent and like single tear rolling down my cheek, especially the fighting scene where there's actually dialogue in the kitchen when they're fighting because there were certain things that I feel like I've heard that before. I felt the way she's feeling right now and it almost felt like kind of an out-of-body experience to see something represented so accurately. It's not like there was anything physically violent or like obviously wrong about it, but you realize how many like little things someone can say or just tiny nuances can make you have such intense feelings. Yeah, I think that I had a very similar reaction. I was kind of transported a little bit to situations that I've personally been in. And I think that that's what's so powerful about this short film was it's so realistic. It parallels things that many of us have been in before, relationships we've experienced. And like you said, there wasn't anything super overt happening, but it was those little things that, you know, he was saying that really just, uh, you said you were like Silent, right? And that was me. Like when I rewatched these things for this show, I like to take notes. I didn't write a single thing down because I was just so laser focused and I had like chills and I was just like, oh my God. And I got very teary because I had felt exactly what she was feeling in that moment. And it was just super intense, even though it wasn't like this big, violent, physical altercation that was happening. You know, it was an argument that a lot of people probably have oh yeah yeah that scene definitely whoo i'm like who's cutting the onions in here and it never loses its effect i've rewatched that so many times and every time i'm just like wow yeah it was a hard watch i watched it i think three times and every time it was just like um you got that like catch in your throat kind yeah. of feeling because like we said earlier you could watch someone from across the room have that conversation and not feel compelled to go be like is everything okay you know what i mean it's not that that kind of thing it's, it's less upsetting to watch it it's more upsetting when you've like kind of lived that or you've that and you're like oh i know just what she's feeling in there or i know she's feeling so stupid right now because he said that when you can recognize the emotion she's feeling and not so much about like the scene itself 
So we keep talking about this one specific scene. So what is something that really elicited that reaction, that anxiety-inducing upset for you when you watched this? He starts the fight, like, why are you so pissed off? So to me, like, he's already coming in, like, you're the issue, you're this. So it's just right away, like, it's projecting. And he comes across not, like, quite aggressive, but a little, just a little bit. And then, like, during that fight, there's nothing that she said that was insane insulting or like I would deem offensive it was kind of just explaining like where she was at and he was almost taking it all as an attack and I'm someone that like I'm very good at like using my words or I'm like let's sit down and talk this out there's no need to be explosive whatever someone like that just makes me so anxious so seeing that I feel like she is kind of a meek person like I am and I know what it's like when you experience someone that's just so the other way and that's very intimidating I think what upset me the most was when he apologizes it's like he's not really sorry he's just saying like I don't want to fight anymore he's like okay like I don't want to fight anymore I don't want to fight anymore for me I know when my partner and I if we argue or we get in some kind of discussion it's like the whole point is okay so how do we fix this so it doesn't happen again but there was none of that it was just I want you to stop talking because you're making me feel guilty and I'm over this so let's just stop just very disingenuous the whole way he goes about things so the whole argument is because they're having dinner with his friends and she's feeling kind of left out and uncomfortable because she doesn't know them, right? And so she kind of reaches out to him for that comfort and just reaches out to grab his hand during dinner and he looks over and he just kind of sets her hand back down and he pats it, you know, like very dismissively, like she's almost like a child. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because <laughs> she is. And that's something that's part of the song and part of the video as well. You know, she says later, like I don't know these people they're all older than me and then the age thing becomes an issue later on of course but he's like kind of attacking her for how she's feeling she's trying to tell him this is how I was feeling because you did this you know I was uncomfortable I needed that comfort from you and you just dropped my hands she's trying to explain to him I'm not pissed off I'm I'm feeling this way and he's very much invalidating how she's feeling and he says you know you're insane you're crazy this is crazy this is bull you know and he's just completely making her out to be like this crazy person like she is attacking him like you said crazy it's like slow motion yeah yeah it is even if you don't again like in my personal life I try to remind myself like if we have a disagreement just because you might not understand where their feelings are coming from or just because you think maybe it wouldn't have upset you that way if their feelings are still valid so even if it seems silly or small if she's bringing it up and she's upset we got to talk about it but it's true because it was such a someone dropping your hand like when you say it out loud it's so easy to make someone feel silly for that because it is a small thing but it's the big picture it's like the principle of it and it triggered me and he's like you're being quiet and weird my friends are super nice to you too like I'm someone I kind of shut down in a group of new people I'm not very good at that and so I've had almost that exact same experience being with someone older who's there with all their older friends they're not making that much of an effort to include me and then they act like what's wrong what's this and it's like I'm not I'm just shy and this is hell on earth for me because I'm surrounded by people I don't know and you've become distant so I understood that scene I totally got it <laughs> Yes, hard same. I'm very much a shy, introverted person. And so I could feel that discomfort from her when she's sitting at the table with everyone. And I've absolutely felt that before. And I've also definitely had people question, you know, why are you mad? Or why are you upset? And I'm not, you know, I'm just being quiet, or I f I'm feeling uncomfortable. And just the whole way it was dismissed by him. And it could have easily, like you said, with some healthy communication, been like, I truly did not realize that that made you feel that way. 
it wasn't my intention, you know, let's work on this, let's talk about it. I don't want you to feel this way. And instead, he was blaming her, you know, he says at one point, I don't think I'm making you feel that way. I think you're making yourself feel that way. How do you even come back from that? It's true. He's trying so hard to make her sound crazy. And like I said, with the dropping your hand being such a small thing, the way I see it, okay, I think dropping her hand was a small deal, but not dropping her hand would also be a small deal. If it's a small problem, then it's not that hard to make her feel better. It just seemed like he didn't care at all. He uses the excuse like, well, I didn't even notice and I was catching up with my friends. And if you didn't notice, then you wouldn't have dropped her hand. You know, you would have let her take your hand. It is such a small thing to do to make somebody else who you supposedly care for feel comfortable and a part of what you're doing and a part of your friend group, especially somebody who doesn't have that experience. You know, she is younger. She's 20 years old in this and he's much older. So it is a big deal for her. Right. He says like, my friends are super nice to you too. Okay, so if you want me to have this connection with your friends, then why are you not including me in these conversations or holding my hand or giving me, throwing me a lifeline? Clearly you don't want me to connect with your friends, but then you want to complain about me not connecting with your friends. Yeah, and then the whole thing, it just gets so brushed off and he kind of apologizes, but not really. And he's like using sarcasm and, oh, I'm sorry I dropped your hand, you know, and... So it can just be over. Yeah, exactly. Let's maybe break the tension and I do know a lot of people who try to kind of use humor to settle an an intense situation but I just don't think this is one of those situations where that works to everybody's benefit and then it like you said it's just done there's no resolution there's no talking about how are we going to fix this and it doesn't get fixed they just kind of go right back into that cycle that we see you know in the beginning it's very happy and very loving and it's super sweet and then we have this first crack in the glass right so then we have this fight scene and then right back into the happiness and the they're dancing and they're playing cards and they're laughing and it's just more fun times good times loving times and then we have this breakup scene which is also really hard to watch because we think like we don't want somebody to be in a relationship where this is happening to them so this should be like a freeing thing right and of course it's not If you're just joining in, this is Relationship Rewind on WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill. I'm your host, Carrie Clark, and today we have Emily on to discuss Taylor Swift's song and short film, All Too Well. I thought the breakup scene was actually really interesting because I feel like the whole video leading up to this point, you really have this very blatant dynamic of he's older and he's cool and there's almost like a condescending kind of vibe between them and she doesn't quite get it. She's a little immature. She's a little young. She doesn't quite fit in with his fancy friends and that's kind of the vibe. And then suddenly in the argument scene, you see it a little bit, but in this scene, it looks like a mother trying to like get her child to tell her what is wrong. He's sitting there with his head down, won't say anything. Anything, and she's begging him like please can we talk and this and that it's so funny how like but she's the immature 20 year old when she is the only one that was making any effort to have some kind of communication because in that scene I didn't see her begging for him back or begging to save the relationship she's like say something look at me give me anything I thought it was interesting how quickly he turns into acting like a kid 
And I think it does kind of mimic the fight scene in the kitchen, right? Because he is not acting like the mature, responsible, older person in either of these situations. He just kind of notes that she's acting selfish, but I think that that's very much how he's acting and he's continuing to invalidate the way that she's feeling and the things that she wants. And he he's still, he's not giving any, he's not giving anything to her. And especially when you're young and that's probably one of her first relationships, there's a lot of conspiracy around the scarf she leaves at her sister's house was her virginity. And if you watch the film closely, you'll see she has a purity ring. And then after a certain scene, she doesn't have it on anymore. So a lot of things kind of allude to him like taking her virginity. And so it's just sad how like he's not blind to the fact that she's like younger and enthralled with him. And like, this is a really big deal for her. And so it feels just so gross that he probably like knows that and enjoys having that power. That's probably why there's a theme of him going for younger girls. Uh, It's like he knows what he's doing and it's just sticky. It's been brought up on this show a few times with the media that we watched, and so I think it's interesting that it's in here as well. There's nothing inherently wrong with an age gap in a relationship, but there is no denying that there is a certain power imbalance that exists between somebody who is inexperienced and very young and has these expectations of somebody who is going to care for them and treat them with a certain degree of respect and kindness, and then this older person not doing those things and having this air about them that they can kind of do what they want and get their way because they are older and because they they know the way of the world and to pretend like you don't understand that this person is all of those things that inexperienced and you know younger to feel like well they're an adult you know this is fine they need to get over it they need to be a certain way I know she says a couple of times maybe I asked for too much Maybe this was a masterpiece till you tore it up. Maybe it got lost in translation. Younger people, I think, tend to make those excuses for their older partners because they don't have that experience to know this isn't okay. I don't deserve to be treated this way. They very much are made to feel like, well, I'm younger, so I don't really understand. And so maybe this is how things should be. And maybe I do need to grow up or maybe I am being too needy. Maybe this is this thing that's wrong with me because if you don't have things to compare it to, That's why sometimes I think if you've had like healthier relationships, then you run into a guy like this and you're like, okay, this is not the usual. I also feel like when it comes to age gaps, if you're 10 years apart, you're 45 and 55. Like I don't see that. I think that's anything alarming because you can have a lot in common at 45 and 55. But when someone is 19 and somebody is 29, you know, what do you really have in common with a 19 year old that has just graduated high school when you're 29? So I think sometimes it's less about the years and the gap and more about the experience within those years. I think especially when you see that theme in a certain person too, because like you said, everything's case by case. And sometimes I think things just kind of work out a certain way. So you can't assume. But when you run into someone, because one of her lyrics in the end, how she says, I was never good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes, I get older, but your lovers stay my age. So it's like, that tells me there's a little bit of a theme with this guy, especially when someone seems like a serial dater of really young girls. That is a little bit, and maybe that's just my like opinion, but like that sends me like a little red flag. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that if somebody is constantly only dating younger, younger people, and they're still getting older, you're going to have less and less in common with right. somebody who is 19. And that's just facts. And I mean, and that is something that she mentioned. So it does seem like that is the case with the man in this short film, too. Is there anything else in this film or in the song itself that kind of sticks out to you or something that you think is worth mentioning for folks who maybe are younger who maybe don't have the experience i mean i guess one thing i would say is if you like watch that film and you see like certain parts of your own relationship being represented it might be a good time to maybe talk about it with your not necessarily saying like that means your relationship is not valid or bad or that your partner is evil jake gyllenhaal allegedly but it just might be a good opportunity to just challenge yourself and be like huh partner has said that to me before or my partner has made me feel that feeling before and you know now that I'm seeing it played out by other people it doesn't look so good so maybe that's something you could kind of try to work on because it's true I feel like there's things in that video that maybe like a lot of us have said or acted a certain way that aligns with that I mean everybody's the bad guy once in a while and like not everyone's moments are always so great but I would say if there's like a theme of just relating to this that's not so good yeah the whole idea of our podcast is to kind of talk about the things we see in media that are romanticized or idealized and I don't necessarily think that the things in this film are being romanticized not within the context of this film but I think that the things that we are seeing are things that are normalized by the media that we watch as a whole and so do you think that this film specifically could be like a really important thing for young people to watch if they have not you know had very many relationships before. Do you think it might have the same impact for somebody who doesn't have that experience as it would for say, you and I who have lived those kinds of experiences and for us it was very visceral and it was very, it made us go silent and it was hard to watch. I wonder if it would have that same impact or if it might kind of get those wheels turning before those things ever happened. I feel like it would almost be a good example to show just how, I don't know, there's been times where like I look back on myself when I was in those positions and I feel like if this video had been around and I had been able to relate to it while going through it or even before having to go through it, it might have given me red flags a little sooner than I had because I'd be like, you know, Taylor Swift warned me about this. I've seen this. And I feel like it's just such a great example of like how you can really make somebody feel like garbage without ever calling them a name or putting your hands on them. As simple as like dropping somebody's hand or telling somebody, I think you're making yourself feel that way. Those can be really harmful just like in different ways or that can make someone have a lifetime of, you know, second guessing themselves or feeling like they're being quiet and weird because they're shy. So I feel like, I feel like it'd be a good example to show maybe young people just as a reminder that it doesn't always look like something big and loud and scary and violent. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think that a lot of times when we do think of a relationship where maybe abuse is happening we think of that really like you said loud or violent or physical altercations when in reality a lot of the time that's not actually what's going on at least not at first and I think that this film also highlights the fact that it's not all bad right in the beginning it's usually great that's why we're still in this relationship right we don't usually get into a relationship with somebody if 
the bad things happen from the get-go. And so I think it also does a good job of showing that cycle of the happiness and then this really bad, dark thing that keeps kind of happening throughout in between those good things. Right. That's another way that I feel like it might be helpful for people just from like a standpoint of being more compassionate. Because I know that I've had friends before that have had, you know, relationships where I see some things that are problematic and they'll um, vent to me about it. And I always say, you know, at the end of the day, like what I'm hearing is concerning, but I know you see a lot of great parts of so-and-so and I don't see those great parts. So I'm never going to judge you, you know, for going back or doing whatever, because I don't see it all. And I know that if he was, you know, a crazy monster all the time, I know that you're smart and I know you would not be in that situation but unfortunately I feel like there's usually a reason why someone gets away with acting that way is because they can be so far on the other end yeah and I really love that you brought up supporting somebody through this too because a lot of times when we do have you know friends or loved ones who are maybe experiencing some of these things it can be really difficult not to let our own emotions get in the way and so I think it's really important for those who maybe aren't experiencing these things but know somebody who is to kind of understand how these cycles work as well because like you said I'm not seeing all the good things that you're seeing but obviously they must exist yeah it's like how people say you know nobody looks like looks like a criminal or they're like oh he's a serial killer he was so handsome a lot of times the reason that people are able to get so far with somebody is because they're charming or they whatever it is if somebody just sucked all the time Anything else about this video specifically or the importance of having these conversations even? Because we're talking about like friends and supporting friends. I think when, I don't know, something like this might be a good thing to talk about with your friends if you're younger. Just speaking your truth and just being honest and putting things out there with your friends. Because you might be talking about something and they're like, wait, what? Things can be brought to your attention that maybe aren't so great or vice versa. Your friend might be talking and then they start to vent and you realize maybe something is kind of wrong. So I feel like just having these kinds of conversations especially I don't know with your close friends that care about you I feel like is really important and I feel like back to not judging your friends it's really important to be someone that's safe even if they're talking and you think wow this guy sounds like the worst what the heck are you doing think that on the inside but find a way to be approachable and on their side without I don't know like ridiculing them I guess yeah I love that I just thought this video was so powerful so thank you for suggesting it absolutely and I I saw this one other thing too that was almost like a conspiracy of when she's saying like it was there you were there I remember it all too well is her way of like undoing some gaslighting so he might have said like that didn't happen it wasn't like that it wasn't like this so some people think the chorus of her doing that is being like reminding herself that she's not crazy like it was there I remember it and ever since I found that out I like didn't listen to the song the same yeah I love that I think that's really interesting and that's a good point and I had not thought of it that way at all so I'm really glad that you brought that up because I think that is important. I think it is important when we are questioning our own reality because of something somebody else is doing or saying to us. It's really important to be able to be reminded by anybody, but especially ourselves, like what I went through, what I was feeling was real. This really happened. I'm not crazy. I think that's so powerful and so important to have. It feels like somebody just like holding your hand, helping you through something. It's nice to be reminded this is not just an experience that I'm experiencing because I'm weird or this or that. This is just like the girl experience. <laughs> this is it. I'd like to thank Emily for returning as our guest speaker this month and having this conversation about relationships and how the examples given in media has impacted her growing up and some of the things to keep in mind while we're all watching and listening.
You have been listening to Relationship Rewind. I'm your host, Carrie Clark, and I hope you'll join us again next month on the third Tuesday from 4.30 to 5, where we will be continuing this conversation and breaking down another relationship in popular media. You can also listen to our live stream or subscribe to our podcast at weru.org or on the WERU smartphone app. If you are a young person in Maine who is interested in being a guest speaker on the show, have ideas of media we could talk about, or you know of a young person who might be interested, please reach out to me at cclark at nextstepdvproject.org. As mentioned, you can call Next Steps 24-7 and free helpline at 1-800-315-5579 for more support or more information about power and control in relationships and resources available to you. If you'd like to reach out for support but you're not sure who to call, you can call 211 to find which resource may be helpful for you and to be connected with them. <laughs>